All right. How you guys doing, Grace Family Church? I know that right now we are in some crazy, chaotic times, but I want to tell you something. We'll hang in there. I think God's going to really do something special in all of our hearts and in all of our lives. I mean, there's never been times like this before, uh, but you know, I just want to make sure we all know this, that, that God isn't surprised. He didn't go, oh no, what am I going to do? God is in control. We just sang a song about that. We believe that God is the way maker. So let's really believe what we were singing, because I, I just know that God is going to really bring some hope hope and, and confidence uh, for all of us today. Uh, you know what I realized though, when I study the Bible, when you see chaos, chaos is not the evidence that God is absent. Actually, it's the arena in which God begins to move and do things. You know what? I believe there may be even chaos in your own mind, in your own heart. I'm believing this is an opportunity to God to move in your heart and to move in your life like never before. That's what I'm hoping and praying for. But you know, there's been a lot of uh, crises in the past. Uh, the Spanish flu, the Great Depression, World War I, World War II, 9-11, uh, the, the real estate uh, crash in, 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 I think it was 2008. And you know what, there's gonna be things in the future that are gonna happen, but Jesus kind of addresses this. In fact, I, I want us to focus on the words of Jesus because really this series has been about the life of Jesus. But listen to these words in, in John 16. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on the earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Now that, Jesus is really saying, hey, I'm God. Take heart. I've overcome the world. I'm going to get you through this. And, and, and I know that, that he truly is our rock and our savior. And, and on a lighter note for a minute, listen, I know there's been a lot of news lately about Tom Brady joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I'm excited about that. Let's be clear, though. Tom Brady is not our savior, okay? Are they gonna, yeah, I mean, that, he's not our savior. Now, he might be able to save the Bucks. We're not sure, but Tom Brady is not our savior. So are we clear on that? In fact, uh, I think it was in 2017, we did a Easter message called The Greatest Comeback Ever. We encourage you to go get that message. It talks a little bit about Tom Brady because I was actually at that Super Bowl where they were losing big time. It looked over, it looked like they were done, there was no hope, and in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady brought them back to the greatest comeback ever in the Super Bowl, but I am believing that we are gonna have the greatest comeback ever. How many of you believe that? So go get that uh, Easter message. I think it will really be relevant uh, for you today. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson says this, fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world. And let's face it, man, there's an opportunity to get really freaked out and be full of fear. And I, in fact, how many of us maybe had a time in our life where fear got so progressive, it, it caused us to make almost, uh, or made a bad decision. I know for me, um, I allowed fear one time to get so into my mind that it got so progressive, I almost made a really bad decision. My wife and I had been married maybe about seven or eight years, and uh, we had just uh, built a home uh, that God had given us a miracle to even get the down payment to do it. And, and about four or five years later, I don't know what triggered it, but 
but fear began to come into me. There was an insecurity of maybe we're not gonna have enough. I think maybe my car had broken down and, and tight finances were getting really tight. And instead of keeping that fear in check, I began to assume the worst. And I began to think, man, what if I can't make this payment? What if this happens and what if this happens? And I went and I began to look for other homes and I, I found this home, I hadn't even told my wife. And I said, this home is, a, we're gonna downsize, we're gonna get into this smaller home. And, 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 and I remember going back to my wife and she goes, what's the matter with you? What are you, what are you thinking? God gave us this home because it was a miracle that we even got in the home we were in. And, and, but for a moment there, I almost went down this dark road of despair. And I don't think God uh, wants us to do that. So here's what, here's what we know. Faith comes by hearing the word. That's what the Bible tells us. But you know what? Fear also comes by hearing words. And I think the challenge that we face is this. What kind of news are we going to listen to? The news or the good news? And I can tell you, as I've watched certain, uh, uh, obviously, news shows, when I keep hearing things, I kind of slide over to wanting to be, feel fearful. But then when I get into the Word of God and I begin to read about the words of Jesus and what He tells us we should do, I, I just sense my faith level, my hope level, and my trust level going up. So I think one of our big choices to make is, man, let's listen to the good news because God has a lot of good news. In fact, there's, a, there's something interesting in, in Numbers 13. Uh, maybe you know the story, maybe you don't, but Moses had been delivered from, from the Egyptians. He's got a couple million people. They're in the desert and, uh, and, and things actually were going pretty good but because God had promised them that they were gonna go to the promised land. And they're getting ready to make this move, this great opportunity. And Moses sends 12 spies out to the land and he says, hey, just kind of do your due diligence, check it out, tell us what's going on and come back and give me a report. What's interesting, 10 of the spies came back and I'm gonna read it to you, but they, they gave a terrible report. And I wanna read this to you. Moses, uh, in fact, it says this, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed because two spies came back and said, we can take it. This land is ours. God has promised us. But then 10 of them said, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread a bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land that we travel through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were large. I mean, they were freaking out. They were fearful. But yet two guys went to the same land, saw the same people and said, we can take the land. I believe that this is evidence of the first fearona virus. They, 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 were, they, they spread this fear to the entire land. And what happened was the whole community refused to go forward and they lost out on the opportunity that God had for them uh, at that time. So we see maybe today we need to use caution. Absolutely. We need to use wisdom we need to have diligence in what we do uh, to protect ourselves. But I can say this, fear will paralyze you. Fear always assumes the worst. Fear erodes our faith in God. Fear will rob us of opportunities. Fear actually will make you sick. Did you know that medically, 
that when people get full of fear, it releases certain chemicals in their body that will make them sick. That's what fear does. So I wanna talk about what is the cure for fear? What is the cure for fear? Now, this is something that's helped me in my life and it's helping me right now through this situation and hopefully it'll help you. But let's look at uh, what is fear? What is the cure for fear? C, confidence in God, his power, his authority, his character. You, understanding this too shall pass. Jesus said that they were gonna go to the other side in this story I'm gonna read in a moment. This will end. There is an end to what we're going through right now. R, remember, let's don't forget. Let's remember what he has done in the past, in our lives, how God has come through during very, very difficult, dark times in our lives. And the E, expect his power, his presence, and his provision in your life. That is the cure for fear. But let's kind of put it in context where I got that from the story of Jesus. Now, again, this story is Jesus is in the boat with his 12 disciples, and many of us are familiar with this story, but I wanna kind of read it to you and maybe share a few thoughts that I think will bring confidence in our lives. In Mark 4, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. You might wanna make a note of that. Let's cross to the other side. These are the words of Jesus. We are going to the other side. So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up, high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Would you say we might be in a storm right now? And then it says, and something interesting, Jesus was sleeping. I know what some of us might think that in the midst of what's going on, is Jesus sleeping? Does he know what's really going on? Well, the disciples thought the same thing. The disciples woke him up shouting. Can you imagine them shouting at God? They're shouting at Jesus. Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Isn't it interesting that when something that we don't understand or something that begins to happen that overwhelms us, the first thing people wanna do is accuse Jesus of not caring. Here's his response. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them a very important question that maybe we should ask ourselves. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The reason he said this, because in the first three chapters of Mark, they had witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle. Jesus healing the sick. The paralyzed were standing and walking. There were so many miracles that they saw Jesus doing, but in the midst of their chaos, they had forgotten the power and the authority that Jesus had. And my prayer is that all of us would not forget who we serve, who our God is. He is a God of power. He is a God of authority. And so the Bible tells us that when he calmed the storm, 
the disciples were absolutely terrified and said, who is this man? They asked each other, even the wind and the waves obey him. I don't know what you get out of this, but I really even know that Jesus is more powerful than winds, the waves, the storms, and he's also more powerful than Corona. God has a plan, God is in control, and I'm gonna put my trust in the God who can calm storms and a God who can walk on water, on a God who can raise the dead. That's where I'm gonna put my trust and I hope uh, that we would do the same. I hope that we have confidence in God, his character, his power, his authority, who he is. There's another few words that Jesus shares that I think will hopefully bring comfort to some of us because there is a lot of uncertainty that's going on. Yet in Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 25th verse, this gives us another picture of the character of God, a little picture of who Jesus is and why we can trust him. And it starts in verse 25. That is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Because, you know, isn't that kind of like many of us are thinking right now because of the financial uncertainty? What about next week? What about next month? What's going to happen then? And you know what? I can't answer that for our world or even sometimes for our very lives, but I can answer it this way. My certainty, my faith, my hope is in a God who I know loves and cares and provides for me and has never abandoned me during difficult times. And Jesus is trying to encourage them. And he says, isn't, it, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. Then he asks a very important question that we should ask ourselves. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? I believe we are. I know God loves the birds, but we are more valuable than they are. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your drinking? Look at the lilies of the field. And I mean, why worry about your clothing? That's kind of funny. Why worry about your drinking? Uh, that was good. Okay. And why worry? That's what some of you, well, never mind. I'm not going to do that. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they. He was asking us another question. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into fire tomorrow, will he certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what we will eat, what we will drink, or what we will wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Come on, how many believe that in every living room? God already knows all your needs. How many know that God is already in tomorrow? 
that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He already knows tomorrow and next week. We just need to follow him. I think sometimes we, we wonder what is next, and, but I think it's just a day by day following him. Seek the kingdom of God above all, above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. Come on, that's hard to do, isn't it? Unless you focus on him. I'm not trying to be trivial, but if Jesus knew this moment was gonna happen, I believe these words are for us today. So don't worry about tomorrow. Why do I not have to worry about tomorrow? Because if he takes care of the birds and the wildflowers and he's a heavenly father that knows all my needs, then I'm gonna trust him with tomorrow. I'm gonna trust him with my needs. I'm gonna trust him because he's a mighty, powerful, good, heavenly father. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. You know, many of us already have faith and hope in Jesus Christ. And we just need to be reminded about who he is and the power he has and how much he cares for us. But maybe you, have, uh, you don't have that kind of certainty in your life. And you go, how do I get to have that kind of peace? How can I find strength? Because let's kind of admit it. Man, this is so out of our control. And sometimes when things are out of control, it's a good thing to look at who truly has control. And as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. We're gonna follow God. But maybe this is a moment for you. In the chaos of this world, in the chaos of your circumstance, maybe this is a moment for you to say, okay, there's chaos going right now. But God, I believe that you're not absent. I believe that you are actually working in this arena. And maybe just even this moment right now, this is a moment for you to do something maybe you've never done before. And you may say, what is that? How do I get from uncertainty to peace and comfort and hope? The only way I know is by giving your life to a God who says, I'm your heavenly father. I know your needs by giving our lives to a God who says, I am your provider. I am all powerful and almighty that I can calm a storm in a moment. Maybe that's who we should give our lives to. And maybe that's you today. I would like to pray for you just in this moment before we go any further. Maybe you're sitting in your living room and, and, and you've never even been to a Grace Family Church service and you just had cabin fever and you've been scrolling and you just kind of just checked in. You know the good news we have? The good news is that he's right there with you already. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered, I am there in their midst. And I'm believing right now in your living room or listening online, wherever you may be, God's knocking at the door of your heart. In the midst of chaos, one of the greatest things we could ever do is invite the Prince of Peace to come over, come and, and take over our lives. And it's, it's simple. He knocks on the door. He says, if anyone would open the door, he'll come in and sup with them and be their friend. He wants to be your savior. He wants to be your counselor. He wants to be your strength. He wants to be your hope in these times. So I wanna pray right now for all of you that maybe you're making that decision for the very first time. You can just repeat this if you want after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing me to this place in my life. I have fear 
and I feel chaos in my life right now, but I wanna turn to you. Things are so out of control. I've known for a long time I've needed to put you in my life. I sense you knocking on the door of my heart. And right now, the best I know how, Jesus, come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want you not only to be my savior for today, but my savior for next week and next month and next year. Jesus, I'm gonna trust you from now on. I'm gonna live for you from now on, the best I know how. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit. And from this day forward, I'm gonna follow you, amen. You know, if you made that kind of decision, I hope you would let us know online. We would love to just connect with you and uh, get some material to you. How do we move forward though as a church? What should we do to move forward? Just simple things I would say, we love people. We need to love people. And you love people many different ways. Sometimes we love people by having the social distance for those who are more vulnerable. We love people by caring for them, finding out what we can do to serve uh, those people that maybe need help. We pray for people. Obviously, that's how we move forward. We continue to pray and our staff will continue to pray as those prayer needs come in. And another thing we should do and we know we should do, we should continue to read and hear the good news. That's the only thing I know that defeats fear is the good news and understanding who he is and how powerful our God is. A couple of my, my favorite verses, you can download the rest of them, but I love Isaiah 41.10. It says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Man, I love that verse. Here's one more for you in Psalms 27, one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Man, I love those verses. They bring comfort and strength and hope and peace for me. I hope they do for you. I would like to pray with you. God, I pray for everyone that's hearing this service online. God, I just pray that we would renew our minds with your words, which remind us of your character and your power and who you are. God, we thank you that you promise in the midst of chaos that you will be with us I pray, Lord, for your presence for those who are scared and afraid right now. I pray for your healing power, God, to touch those that are maybe in their homes right now that are sick. God, I pray, Lord God, that you would give faith and hope to those that are afraid, God, about their finances and what's going on. God, that you would give them hope. God, I pray for those who just gave their lives to Jesus. They would tell somebody, that in the midst of this, God did something great. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you even the darkest, most difficult times. God, help us to focus on you. God, we don't deny what's going on, but we know who you are and how big you are. And we know, Lord, that you're gonna get us through this. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. Amen.